I'm Sarah. I'm Shruti. And I'm Grace. And we're the Book Hoes. In this week's episode, we are going to be talking about uh, two books by one of our collective favorite authors, Emma Lord, um, Tweet Cute, which if you've probably ever listened to us before, you've probably heard us talk about Tweet Cute. And You Have a Match, which is Emma Lord's newest release. Um, So we're going to be discussing our in-depth thoughts on both of those books. Um, And we'll give spoiler warnings if you haven't read either of them. But also if you haven't read either of them, you should definitely go do that now. Um, But before we get into any of that, we're going to talk about what we've been reading this week. So Grace, what have you been reading this week? So I am still in the middle of When No One Is Watching by Alyssa Cole. And... I did not read any of it this week because I read Tweet Cute by Emma Lord again. That's all. I know I said I said that I was going to um, take a break on audiobooks, which I think was a good call because it gives me time to do uh, other things such as listen to Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo 30 <laughs> day, times a day. But um, I didn't realize how many of the books I was reading were due to my audiobooks because I've only read one book this year, and if I were reading audiobooks, it would have been like two or three. So, yeah, that's my life right now. Fair enough. Yeah, um, you're valid. Thank you, Sarah. What have you been reading? Um, I also didn't read too much this week. I finished Tweet Cute by Emma Lord. I can't remember if I'd finished it by the time we were last recording, but I did finish listening to that for this episode. I started off reading it in paperback because the first time I read it, I listened to it in audiobook and I wanted to read it. But then I had a really uh, slow day at work. So I just put on the audiobook and I couldn't stop listening because honestly, like the audiobook is delightful. If you want to read this book, I highly recommend, like obviously reading it in paper is good too, but like the audiobook, I can't recommend it highly enough. It's so fun. Um, And then I also started reading The Dating Plan by Sarah Desai. I got it as my, yeah, Shruti. I got it as my book of the month this month. And it sounded cute and fun. And I picked it because I want to like try to read more romance books, I think, because yes, Shruti's excited because (laughs) I just have a good time when I read them. And I didn't get very far into this one yet. I think I'm only like, 30 or something pages in but it's really fun so far and also the cover is gorgeous it's like a nice purple definitely go look at it if you haven't because the cover alone might be enough to get you to read the book and also the author spells her name Sarah the same way as me I never knew that I always thought it was with an H so that's fun Um, I think that is like the more like South Asian spelling of that of Sarah oh okay that's cool I, I always support other Sarahs with no H, so that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other audiobook I started is Broken Things by Lauren Oliver. Um, I'm really not feeling it too much. I'm mostly just listening to it because it's a book I've had on my shelf for like literal years since it came out. And I haven't really been feeling like young adult thrillers as much lately for some reason. Like maybe I've been listening or reading too many of them. And I just need to take a break, but I had this one on hold from the library and I kind of just, I'm kind of just trying to get through it so I can like either put the book on my shelf if I like it or give it away if I don't. So it'll get off my TBR shelf. Um, That one, like I said, it's just a generic young adult thriller. Like it's interesting though, because the girl, the 
teenage girl goes missing like as usual but there's like an interwoven plot where they wrote like fan fiction about their favorite show when they were younger and then her disappearance kind of like mirrored something that happens in the show so that is kind of different I guess yeah Yeah, it's kind of interesting um I think yeah you know it's it's okay I'm not really i I kind of want to put it down because I'm not that excited to be listening to it, but maybe I just need to get into it a little more. I'm about 30% in, so maybe I just need to listen more. But uh, yeah, that's all I've been reading this week. So Shruti, what what did you read this week? Well, so because I knew I was going to reread Tweet Cute um, anticipation of our episode, I was like, I'm just going to reread some books this week. So that's what I did. Um, but before I did that, I did um, finally with my, my class, my homeroom class, we finally finished um, The Picture of Dorian Gray. Um, they found it really depressing, which is, you know, makes sense. Um, and I, I, overall, I liked it. I do think because it took us like two months to read it, I feel like I may not have enjoyed it as much as maybe if I read it all in one shot, but it was good. Um, but yeah, then I reread some books. So actually most of these I kind of mentioned last week, and I think that's what, you know, inspired me to reread them. So I reread, uh, Tinsel by Devney Perry, which I talked about last week when we did our Evermore episode. Um, and it was still really fun. I still really love the characters. I love me a good, like, spoiled, performed princess. And then, like, the guy who's, like, like, you need to get your, like, a grumpy guy who's actually, like, really soft. Like, so that was fun. Um, then I read, reread Lead by, uh, Kylie Scott, which is the third book in her Stage Dive series. So it's a rock star romance. Um, and Jimmy, who's the hero, has, um, addiction problem. And Lena, who is like her, he's supposed to be like her, his assistant is like one of the few people like he doesn't hate and so like won't fire. Um, and then naturally they fall in love. Um, I, this one was weird the second time around because I still liked it and I still really enjoyed it um, because I love myself. I always love it when there, it doesn't necessarily have to be friends to lovers, but there's like that situation where they're clearly very close and they're very vulnerable with each other. And then like that grows into a romance. Like I really, I always enjoyed those. But um, for whatever reason, I thought I remembered a scene that was in the end of this book, but it wasn't in the end of this book. So I'm like, now I'm thinking like, where did that scene happen? Because I definitely read a book about a rock star romance or something similar happened. And I'm like, I'm sure I read this somewhere and it wasn't this book. So now I don't know which book it was, but I've read too many things to figure it out. But you know, whatever. So that was, that's what happens when you read too many books of like the same. Yeah, then I read Kissing Madeline by Lex Martin, which is the third book in her Dearest series. Um, this one was fun because um, it was everything was backwards so they first start off by like hooking up but then they like end up by going on their first date and it's super cute um and again it's not necessarily friends to lovers but like they have that like they have that feeling they have the vibes of friends to lovers without actually being friends to lovers so I do really enjoy that um and then of course I reread Tweet Cute and I actually just started rereading The Silent Water by uh, Brittany Cherry, I was right. There was murder involved in like the first two chapters. So I, I didn't remember that correctly. Um, and yeah, again, this one's also a friends to lovers vibes. Cause apparently that's the mood I'm in right now. So yeah. Not always the mood you're in. I mean, that's also true. So I mean, Tweaky wasn't friends to lovers, right? Tweaky well, was like opposites slash enemies to friends to like lovers it, it was like, yeah. well well they were like <laughs> friends and then enemies and then friends to lovers so it's like right they were a little bit of enemies everything. friends lovers yeah <laughs> <laughs> while also being pen pals at the same time like yeah they was they were kind of all over the place but yeah no yeah. i'm always in a friends to lovers mood but you know i, I can mix it up occasionally i do love myself yeah, with good enemies can, to can. lovers and we're going to talk about this later 
but sometimes I might actually like enemies to lovers more than friends to lovers, but we'll get to that later on in the episode. But yeah, that's what I read. Um, I am putting this out. I am going to say this now so that I have to, so that I have to do it by next week. The one of the books I need to read by next week or at least soon is I do have an arc um, of twice shy by Sarah Hogle. So I need to read that book. I forgot you had that. I did. (gasps) Yes. I'm whatever so reason, jealous. I, I totally forgot I had it. And I was like, wait a minute, I need to read this. So that means that that's going to happen by next week. If it doesn't happen, you can all yell at me. Okay. Yeah. I will. Cause I want to <laughs> know. Yeah. I'm excited. All right. So now we're going to get into a brief spoiler free section. If you haven't already, you should go listen to our episode about you have a match. We did basically a whole spoiler free episode with our spoiler free thoughts on it. So if you need to be convinced to read this book, if you haven't already, you can go listen to that. Um, Tweet Cute, we've talked about a lot on the podcast, as I'm sure most of you know. So we'll just give like our brief spoiler-free thoughts on that as well before getting into the spoiler section for both. So starting off, I guess we'll start off with Tweet Cute because that's Emma Lord's first book that we all read and fell in love with. So what... Upon rereading, what were some spoiler-free thoughts that both of you had? Um, so one thing that I had is like Sarah and Trudy, I also listened on it, listened to it on audio the first time. And this time I read it all the way through. And Sarah's right, that is a good audiobook. And if you like audiobooks, you should definitely listen to that one. Very good narrators. But something mm-hmm. that was more fun through reading was like they have so like there's like a social media aspect of the book. And they're like screenshots of tweets from the Twitter because that's a big plot point in the book. And the tweets will have like icons on them. And I was like, oh, this is new. Cause you know, you can't see the icons when you're listening to people read the story. So that was a thing that I enjoyed about the book. Okay, I guess I have to read it a third time so I can see that because I did not know that. I didn't get that far when I started reading it in the paperback before I started listening to the audio. So I'll have to read it again. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, so when the first time I read it, I read it with audiobook, um, which was like the only audiobook I think I read last year. Oh, well, we don't count Red Queen. Um, but, and I think, so while I was reading it this time, because I read it in ebook, um, I was definitely hearing the narrator's voices in my head. Because there's like yeah. certain words that are like very, like, I don't know, it was very distinctive, like girl, girl cheesing and stuff like that. So those I had like playing on my head. But I think because I read it this time, and I don't know what this is, and we kind of touched, we had an episode last year where we talked about ebooks versus um, audiobooks and all of that. But for whatever reason, I think I was more invested the second time, and I don't know why. And I think, well, I think it's because I was reading it like visually rather than hearing it. And for whatever reason, I was more invested and into it versus with audiobooks, you can sometimes tune out, or at least I know I personally can sometimes tune out and not be paying as much attention. So even though I enjoyed it, I didn't feel as invested because I think the first time I actually only gave it four stars. But then after reading it again this time, I was like, no, 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 this is a five star book. So I don't know what I was thinking. So yeah, that was my, that was like my main takeaway this time reading it through was like, I actually really, really loved it. It was five stars. And I think I was more invested. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Um, You guys might've just convinced me that I do need to read it again (laughs) eventually. Obviously I'm not going to do it right away, but maybe later this year I will read it again in the paperback now that I have it which by the way for the rest of January 
I posted, we posted this on our social medias, but it's only $5 at Barnes and Noble if you buy something from the Barnes Noble cafe. So like two weeks ago, I went to Barnes and Noble and I got a hot chocolate and tweet cute for like $7. It was great. Anyway, it's great. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a good deal. It's a great book and hot chocolate. Um, but yeah, I reading it again, I read this book at the beginning or I listened to the audiobook at the right at the beginning of the pandemic, like right before. Me too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think we did listen to it at the same time because it was like, I remember I started it at work at my old job when I was still going to work. And then I finished it while I was like, for the brief time I was working from home before I got laid off. And it was just like, the perfect like kind of comfort audiobook during like all that because you know the world was changing so much everything was like spiraling like crazy but then I had this like nice fun audiobook to listen to so part of me was wondering like okay maybe it was like a good comfort book now listening to it again I mean things aren't really like normal ever again I guess but like it was a much less crazy time that I was listening to it now. And it was still, I still felt the same way about it. Like it was such a nice escape. I listened to it while I was working and it just made me so happy. Um, and the story still held up. The characters still held up. Like everything was just as good as I remember. Um, one of the things that especially held up for me was the main relationship in the book, Pepper and Jack really stuck out to me too. I just love the way that it developed between the two of them. And um, just the way their characters grew together in different ways was really fun. Um, and I noticed it, I mean, like I noticed it the first time around, but I really appreciated it this time. I was like, man, this is good getting, good writing, getting this couple together. So um, yeah, that was definitely a standout for me. Yeah, they're the blueprint. They are. Yeah, they and Jack are. are their blueprint. They're so they... cute and they're also just so good for each other. Like mm-hmm. it was perfect. They were, so obviously as a romance reader, I was like, I, they're like, yeah, they're like a peak romance. Like they, mm-hmm. obviously they're, it's a young adult novel. So it's still like a young adult. Well, that's the thing. Even though it's a young adult novel, I felt like this was still a good romance. Like, even if it was, I don't know, like, we'll we'll talk about this later. But like, unlike, I felt this book was a romance novel that happened to also have coming of age themes. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously both Pepper and Jack are like seniors. So they're like trying to figure out what they're going to do with their life and all of that. Versus You Have a Match, I think, was more of a coming of age novel that happened to have a romance subplot. So yep. for this book, I think it was a romance novel. And, and I think that's why I liked it a little bit more than You Have a Match. But I, and I think, I don't know, it was just so good because even though it was young, because you guys all know, I really struggle with young adult novels. Um, but this one, even though it was, I don't know, I just didn't feel like it, like it was. I think she did a good job with making them like their personalities were like high schoolers, but the whole plot Mm -hmm. wasn't like about them being in high school. So I think because now that you mention it, like they definitely read like teenagers, but it wasn't it didn't take me out of the story at all. Like sometimes it does. Like I read a lot of young adult books, but sometimes I'm like, yeah, they're definitely 16. But in this one, they seemed a little bit more mature, almost like they definitely had high school problems and like you know, some ways they were definitely 16, but not in like, it didn't, it didn't take me out of the story at all. So I I get what you're saying there. Yeah. I also noticed, um, and I I don't know, okay, again, it's been a couple months since we read You Have a Match, but with Tweak You, I felt that the writing, I really appreciated her writing style, I think this time, because she, it's very simple, but like not in a bad way. Like it's very, like, it's not, she's, there are moments she's never trying to be flowery and like, it never feels like too much, but there's still like hard hitting moments and like wonderful lines and stuff. And then obviously she sprinkles in pop culture references and stuff that like make it more relevant. I don't know. It just, it was just a really, I really enjoyed it. 
because it felt like an easy read, but also it was still like, there's still a lot of depth to it. So I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They had really, they definitely had serious problems and everything, but it mm-hmm. still, it didn't like, it still managed to be light and fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and I feel like her characters like Pepper and Jack and even like in um, You Have a Match, I feel like they have a lot of depth to them in general. Like, mm-hmm. even if you don't, like, for example, like, with Pepper, like, I am not really anything like Pepper at all. But, like, she would have lines. And I was like, oh, I, like, it's just, she makes them very relatable and like, she makes them feel like real people. Because you can relate mm-hmm. to them even if you don't have that much in common with them. Right. Or even if you don't relate to them, you can see specific aspects of their lives as to why they are the way they are. Because like you said, I didn't have much in common with either of these characters, either Pepper or Jack, but like their lives were just so carefully constructed that their personalities just worked so well within the story. This is funny because Pepper is like, I was reading this, it's like, Pepper is literally me. (laughs) Or like, at least me when I was in high school. So I was like, super relatable. Um, so I definitely related a lot to Pepper, which I, again is, I think, why I like this one more than you have a match to keep bringing it up. But yeah. I feel like I relate more to Abby than I do to Pepper. But I also think I might like tweet cute more than you have a match. But I love mm-hmm. them both. I don't know if I really relate. Honestly, the character of the book we've all read together, the character I relate to most is um, Naomi and you deserve each other. But that's a different <laughs> one. That was the one where I was like, wait, this is me. <laughs> but um, that's funny like we all have a character we from do one of our favorite the, one of the book host collective <laughs> in the book host cinematic universe <laughs> we all have cinematic <laughs> universe yeah do we have any more non-spoilery thoughts for tweak you no so we'll move on we already like i said we already did a whole non-spoilery episode about you have a match but just to give a brief summary this is about a teenage girl who takes a dna test just on a whim and finds out that she has a secret sister that she didn't know existed before taking this test and of course the plot kind of explodes from there they end up she ends up going to a summer camp to get to know her and he, she finds out that she has some people in common with this sister and uh, just learns about her family and more about the people around her um, and do you guys want to give like a brief recap of your non-spoilery thoughts for this one um so I think yeah so this one felt more young adult um we talked about this before this one definitely felt more young adult um it was cute I liked it I just didn't like the main character as much I think um but overall I thought it was a good time um and I love the parent trap vibes yeah love a good friends to lovers romance I, I also, I mean, I don't think I loved it as much as I love Tweet Cute, but I still loved it. Um, I enjoyed the Parent Trap vibes as well, and the Friends to Lovers vibes, also good. Um, I was more hungry reading that one <laughs> than I was when I was reading Tweet Cute, but I was hungry both times. Um, Interesting. I think I was more hungry reading Tweet Cute. I Me think too, but I have I'm, a sweet tooth. See, I don't. I'm more of a salty person. <laughs> um, well, and yeah, that you have a sense. match is more yeah. salty sweet <laughs> in many ways wait, wait, many, many wait. Am, am i right wait, i think we i think we i think we just yeah because i feel like tweaky is definitely, definitely agree sweet and you have a match of salt did i, I get on it out. yeah a little saltier <laughs> wow also there's a dog and um you have a match not one mm-hmm. tweet cute one point less for tweet cute unfortunately 
I say more it's things of substance in our other episode. I'm yeah, go sure. listen so to that one if you want like full spoilery, spoiler-free thoughts. But also you should just read. You have a match that you can listen to the rest of the episode. But yeah, I pretty much agree. My spoiler with what Grace and Trudy said. I like Tweet Cute a little bit more just because that one, that's such a, that book is so special to me. It's just so good and fun and wholesome. It's just the perfect book for me. And I loved You Have a Match though. I had a really good time reading it. Um, I agree with what Trudy said that Tweet Cute is kind of like a romance with coming of age themes and You Have a Match is more coming of age themes with romance sprinkled in. So if that sounds like something you like, then maybe You Have a Match is your book. Um, but yeah, I agree. I liked the Parent Trap vibes, the summer camp vibes, and also the drama in this book. Like the characters are so messy. So if you're in it for like entertaining like drama, this is definitely the best the best pick for you. Um, I had, it was kind of, it was almost like funny to me. I was like, man, these characters are messy as hell. But um, yeah, I definitely recommend both of these books. And um, You Have a Match is out now. And you should read it if you haven't already. And you should retweet you so you can listen to the rest of this episode, which will have spoilers for both books. But before we get into that, here is a word from our sponsors. And we're back. Okay, so we're going to start off back with our spoilery thoughts on Tweet Cute. So if you have not read it yet, go read it right now and then come back and listen to the rest of this episode. Um, so to start off, who wants to tell their spoilery thoughts for Tweet Cute? I have a spoilery thought. Shall My I? thought is I hate Pepper's mom. <laughs> oh my God, me too. <laughs> So I agree, but I think the second time around, I didn't hate her as much. Probably because obviously yeah. I knew what yeah. the twist was. Mm-hmm. So right. I d- so like I could kind of like see it. And I think also by reading it, um, I was more frustrated with Pepper's mom for like putting so much pressure on her. Yeah, that's, again, why, yeah, I that's why I hate her. <laughs> but no, it's like I hate her. her. Well, because no, I so, so since I related to Pepper so much. I was like the entire time she's like sitting there like talking like talking with all this anxiety like being overwhelmed with all her pressures and I'm like mom just leave her alone but then also at the end because you know that hey Jack's dad also like stole a bunch of her stuff I felt like I didn't feel as bad I wasn't as mad at her for like you know taking it too far with the tweets and stuff like that it was more of like the not being an attentive mother part that bugged me. Yeah, I was mad about that. And then what also made me mad is her mom was acting like one of those people who they ask you to do them a favor and then you like go out of your way to do them a favor and they're like, that's not good enough. You did a bad job with this favor. I'm like, I didn't. And then you're like, I didn't have to do this in the first place. And you're yelling at me for not doing it good enough. Like, no, because that that was her mom with the Twitter page. There was a whole social media woman hired to run their like accounts and she was having her high school daughter like getting mad at her for doing like the twitter things wrong this is an unpaid internship yeah wait 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 Wait. sorry i have to interrupt grace you were wrong there is a dog in tweet cute the social media person has a dog and it has a whole plot point about how she has an instagram for her dog it's it's an off-screen dog though she does it's an an off-screen dog you're right and yeah but the other thing was how she was like she didn't she was away from her phone from like some period of time and her mom was like the, whatever the social media person's name is was texting you why didn't you answer her and pepper was like um i was doing like this this and this for school and her mom was like well 
you should be doing this. And also your grades are slipping, you stupid bitch. Like I was about to throttle this woman. Like I was like, what do you mean? You're like, you're yelling at her for, you're mad at her for not answering this woman who doesn't know how to use Twitter's texts right away. But then you're also mad at her for her grades are slipping. Like which Mm -hmm. one is it? Pick a struggle. Um, Yeah, pick a struggle, (laughs) please. Yeah, that's like, uh, like Shruti and Sarah both said. I wasn't mad at her about like you know get your revenge go ahead you have permission to do that anyway you're fine we hate like, men men are terrible exactly you know, usual exactly but mm-hmm. to drag your teenage daughter into it when it was none of her business she didn't know mm-hmm. she didn't know what she was getting herself into like why and to yeah and to purposefully not tell her like of pretend like she didn't copy that recipe let pepper get into this whole twitter war where they were in the wrong let her daughter like you know, her whole, her, she's going to be all, she was made into a meme. She's all over social media. Let that happen to your daughter instead of just telling her the truth and being honest with her. And Trash. it was bad. It was bad for their business too. Like, it was. Yeah. No one liked their business stupid. after that. Uh huh. Like, I'm happy it brought Pepper Jack together. Like, whatever. No complaints about that. But her mom was kind of a fool for that. And every time, and this would happen with Jack too, because his parents, like, Basically, both of them have, like, their parents have expectations for them, and they don't know how to say to their parents, actually, I don't really want to do this. And, and I'm like, I get it. I get it. But every time I was like, just tell them. <laughs> just tell them. <laughs> I oh, know. God, just tell them. <laughs> I know. My favorite part of the book, obviously, was the romance, because Pepper Jack are, in fact, peak romance. Um, my favorite, I have two favorite scenes of theirs, I think. Number one has to be the moment where they're like, we should figure out what our ship name is. And they go, and like, I think the one in the article is like Jatricia or something. And they're like, that's terrible. And then they're like Jack and Pepper. And then they finally realize, wait, Pepper Jack. And then they kiss and they start making out. And I'm like, yep, that sounds about right. That was a wonderful mm-hmm. moment. Um, chef's kiss. And then I also really liked um, when they're doing the diving together and Pepper dives for the first time. And then they're like splashing around and then they're like having that tense moment. And you're like, you're about to kiss, but we know you're about to be interrupted again romance i agree i think yeah i agree i think that scene and then i also love the one where um they go to the met it's like the first time they hang out and well they meet up she thinks she's meeting up with ethan um jack's twin but jack is there and she knows right away that it's jack of Mm -hmm. course because she like notices things and uh they they he's like hey you want to go to the met and like mess with ethan or whatever and she's like yeah whatever and they go and he's like re- all ready to like mess with them and she's like oh they look so happy we can't mess with them and he's mm-hmm. like god damn it <laughs> they have honestly like all every scene every scene is so good yeah. it's so really cute like yeah like i like their like major scenes where it's like very mm-hmm. romantic as well but i also really like the subtlety of like mm-hmm. Pepper knowing the difference between Jack and Ethan, who mm-hmm. are identical twins, yes. like the whole time, even before mm-hmm. like they are friends, like she's always known the difference between them. And then like their tweets and Jack, there's like a part where Jack locks the Twitter account that Pepper is on, and he could have like sent a nasty tweet or been like, "I think that Big League Burger sucks," but <laughs> he just locks out the Twitter and like gives her a break and him a break. And yeah like, wow yeah they did that they really yep. did and the part where he and oh what was his friend's name paul. i forget paul paul yeah when him and paul like go up to her locker 
I forget after what baked good she made. He was like, I need more. And she was yes. like, I guess. And then Paul was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What is this? It was, it's just their whole, like, I don't know. I just, every little moment was so cute. And so like, it was written perfectly for them. Yeah. It's so like organic. It, it Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the word. It's organic. And it, the storyline and their uh, personalities and their backgrounds, just, it just all came together so perfectly. I liked how um, they needed obviously a reason for them to become friends because obviously they've known each other for a while. So I liked how, yes, there was this Twitter feud, but also having the whole like them being on the same swim and dive team so that you had like three concurrent storylines of them hanging mm-hmm. out together or like interacting at the same time. I thought that was really Yes. Funny. Oh, we didn't even talk about the Weasel app, how they yeah. connected yeah. on that. Before any of this even happened, they had been connecting on the Weasel app without knowing who the other was for months. And it it's, I can't even, like, I remember the part where Jack realizes that it's Pepper that he's been talking to this whole time. And he, in his brain, is trying to, like, remember, like, what did I tell Pe- Pepper versus what did mm. I tell, like, this anonymous person? And it was just, I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, because you're right. There were so many different aspects of their lives just, just all came together in the most perfect way. Yeah. Another thing that is perfect and organic about this book is the memes and the use of the (laughs) Twitter because I feel like a lot of times like I'll watch a movie or I'll read a book or something and something will go viral and I'll be like that would not have gone viral no one would have cared about that but Mm -hmm. in this book like there are a few times like basically like their tweets their feuds their the restaurant feud goes viral and eventually people find out who's running Twitters and then they start shipping them together in real life, even though they're teenagers, which the book does acknowledge at the end. But um, there's <laughs> also a scene like where these kids, these kids come up to them and like ask for their autographs. And I was like, no one would do that. But other than that, other than that, like the way the tweets were worded, I was like that. Yeah, that's how tweets are worded. The even the meme where Pepper goes like she she basically like barfs into a bag. And someone takes a picture of it and someone tweets it and it goes viral. And there's a part, <laughs> there's a part where it's like, they're memifying it. And there's a part where it's like me, when I see this meme 15 times on my Twitter timeline, and it's like the meme of her. And I was like, yeah, like that's what would happen. Right. Or they're like, if she made the meme. Bag. Yeah, yeah. It was, I was like, this is good. Like I was like, Emma Lord knows, like Emma Lord actually knows how Twitter works. She's not just pretending to it for the plot. She knows. Right. And she knows Twitter, Twitter Yes, exactly. And if you look at her Twitter, it's so evident. Like her tweet, I don't mm-hmm. like every time I read one of her tweets, I'm like, how is that so relatable? <laughs> yep. Yes. Everyone go follow Emma Lord on Twitter. Yes, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Like she's a she's a good account. She's I think funny. she's at Dilemma Lord, which is just yes. her further mm-hmm. proof that yeah. she she knows how she knows how to go do a Twitter. Yes. And also I tweeted her, I think she's tweeted all of us back at one point, but kind of going into you have a match a little bit I tweeted like a gift from the good place where it's like Eleanor's like you're a messy bench who loves drama and I'm into it and I tweeted her that one time and she liked it and replied to it so I I was I felt really accomplished that Emma Lord thought something that I said was funny (laughs) because she is Mm -hmm. the funniest person so I was like man this means a lot So one more thing to bring up about Tweak You. I'm going to sound like Shruti because she always said this when we were talking about it before. But I need to give a shout out to Pooja because one of the yes. things that really stood out to me on my reread is her and Pepper's friendship was also so, I think the first time I was really focused on Pepper Jack. But this time I was focused on them, but also 
Pepper and Pooja's friendship was so, it also felt very organic and Mm -hmm. they came together. It felt very like real because I don't know, I've had things in my life where I just like, where an an event happens and I think that like someone hates me because of it. And then I talked to them later and they were like, oh, it was just like something, they explain it and they're like, oh, it was just something going on in my life. Because there was that one scene where Pepper, you know, this whole time, she had this like war with Pooja because Pooja gave her like the wrong answer one time in class. And uh, then we find out that she was like embarrassed that she gave the wrong answer. She was like, she felt bad about it and everything. She didn't do it on purpose. Whereas Pepper thought this whole time that she like maliciously sabotaged her. And even before she finds that out, their friendship just grows really well. And they become kind of like confidants to each other throughout this whole thing that's going on. And I just really liked it. I thought it was really well written. It it was definitely a standout for me when I was listening the second time too. Yeah, it's very much like a parallel to Jack and Pepper, I think too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I, you're right. And I liked how she was just like instantly so supportive. Like we love when mm-hmm. ladies are supportive of each other and like those strong female friendships. And I, I really enjoyed like, yes, they started off a little rough, but then they like worked out. Like Pooja was super defensive over Pepper and like with the when she fought when she had the food poisoning. And then mm-hmm. later on also with like the tweet and then tweeting when um when Jack and or actually when Ethan tweeted about it. So like I really enjoyed that friendship. I always love myself a good side character. Especially yeah. when they're Daisy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, I just, she really, she was definitely like on my reread. She's probably like the MB, MVP of my reread. The first time, obviously like Pepper Jack MVP too, but like she was the other MVP. Mm-hmm. Yes. I agree. Paul's fun. Paul was fun. He was fun. But not as good as say, Pooja. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted Pooja to throw him out there. was definitely yeah. the best side character, but um, I did actually not. I didn't mind Ethan. Like, obviously, he has issues because you're reading it yeah. from Jack's point of view. So, like, you're, like, a little resentful of him. But, like, I thought Ethan was a good character, too. Plus, you got to love yourself a good gay character every now and then. So, there we go. Yeah, that's true. I like Ethan, too. Yeah, definitely. So, now we move into You Have a Match, which, though different, the salty to tweet cute sweet, one could say. And one would be me <laughs> 10 minutes ago. Um Let's talk about You Have a Match. Again, yeah. there's spoilers in the section. So if you have not read it, go read it and then come back and listen to this. So who wants to start with their spoilers? We held back on the last episode because it was non-spoilers. But I have a feeling we have some major spoilery thoughts. So what did we think overall? I did not like Abby. So Abby's the main character. And like I did not like her I just didn't like I mentioned this earlier I like she wasn't my favorite of all of them and so I think that's why for me I didn't like you have a match as much because all of the secondary characters were like way more interesting to me um and I think we which is and so I also so this is the thing in tweet cute where I know we're not supposed to be comparing it but it's it's relevant so in tweet cute it's a dual perspective where you get both pepper and jack's um perspective on what's going on Whereas you have a match is only told from Abby's point of view. And I don't know if it's because it's only from Abby's point of view that I'm therefore more interested in everybody else because we only get to see them through Abby's eyes. But I was just way more interested in like everyone else. Finn, for instance, Savvy and Mickey. Savvy and Mickey should have been the main relationship of this book. I mean, I understand why it's not because again, it's from Abby's point of view. She's the main character. But like to me, I think in terms of interest, I was way more interested in Mickey and savvy in their friends to lovers relationship than I was in Abby and Leo's friends to lover relationship, which feels weird to say because I am a known friends to lovers stan, but you know, here we go. 
again, on the caveat of saying I liked everything about the book. It was just, that was my one thing. I will agree. I think maybe I was more into Savvy and Mickey too, but I think I was just excited. I was like, wait a minute, is this what's happening? And then it was, but um, uh, it's not that but I see, like, I would have rather, I would have rather read a book about a girl figuring out she has, that she's adopted and has a sister and also she's in love with her best friend. Like that to me was like, way would have been more interesting. Like that's literally what this book was, but I feel like it would have been more interesting from Savvy's point of view than Abby's. Maybe. I will say not- like, Abby's not my favorite, but I feel like I'm related to her. I mean, that's Quite totally a bit. valid. So now I'm like, Trudy hates me. <laughs> <laughs> that's always the worst when someone's like, I hate this character. And you're like, oh no, I'm just oh, like them. I am them. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, Emma Lord, we know you write fan fiction. You tweet about it all the time. So write <laughs> fan fiction of your own book from Savvy's point of view, because I would yeah. totally read that too. Yes. I, yeah, I personally, I really enjoyed this one. You know, I like young adult contemporaries. I'm pretty easy to please with those. I had a really fun time with this one and all the like family and friendship dynamics that were explored, like I said before. But I think it would have been really cool to have Savvy's perspective too. Like you said, like a dual perspective. Um just because, you know, she was like this influencer and I kind of like to know like what was in, cause she seemed like a very genuine person. I'm like, not to talk bad about influencers, fun times they're not. Um, <laughs> and Savvy seemed like she had good intentions and a good heart. And I would just like to see, you know, more of the background of that. And yeah, I would have liked to see more of her relationship with Mickey too, cause it was very much like a side relationship. So I would totally read this book from Savvy's perspective too, to like get her relationship, get like, background on like her relationship with mickey the only thing is like i would have loved a dual perspective from both of their point of views however i feel like part of the book is abby being like what's going on in savvy's head like does she mm-hmm. need da, da, da. Oh. That if you got savvy's point of view because then you would know what was going on that's so true wait a minute okay, i think you're right yeah i think i understand why she wrote mm-hmm. it the way she did as a as a single perspective from abby's point of view I just feel like it would have been a more interesting book if it was from Savvy's point of view and only Savvy's point of view, maybe. And that's how you get that idea of, I don't know what's going on in like the other sister's head. But again, I understand why she did it and I did like it. I just was more interested in the other stuff. Similarly, I was more interested in Finn, I think, than I was. I mean, I liked Leo. Don't get me wrong. I did like Leo. But like, I liked Finn a lot too. I I also liked Finn. Yeah, I agree. I think I was like interested because in the beginning they introduced Leo and I was like, he's cool, but he doesn't seem like as dedicated to the main character as I like. Like he seems like he has other options. And I was like, mm, okay, mm. buddy, whatever. Whereas Finn was like fully into Abby, like from the start. And I was like, oh, this could be cool. But then it didn't really go anywhere. So I was like, yeah, whatever. I did write down, I'm not going to read them probably. I wrote down like several like lines about Abby and Leo and with the note, this has made me scream. So apparently I really did like Abby and Leo together. It's been a while since I read this book. So I, and I have the memory of a goldfish, but I trust my notes. So apparently I did really like them. It was funny because like Pepper Jack, which was very much more, as we talked about like enemies to lovers, obviously there were friends in there, but there were like an enemies to lovers, I think vibe versus obviously Abby and Leo are our friends to lovers vibe. And I liked the enemies to lovers vibe more. And I, mm, I don't know. I also, I mean, again, I liked Leon Abbey, but like part of me was like, I kind of want the, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I feel sacrilegious saying. Maybe they should have given, I, I, 
uh, we like Finn. This is a Finn Stan podcast. It is. But it, it, at the end of the day, I was like, why is he here? Because I feel right. like I think that's the problem. His story doesn't go anywhere. So maybe perhaps he should have been combined with Leo. And then oh. we would like Leo more. Like she sees a different maybe. side of Leo when he's at camp. Like he's a different yeah. person there. I get that. Especially because like, I, I think another reason is I get more interest. I don't know. I like it better when you see the couples like meet and you get to know them. Like you get to see their relationship yeah. develop. Whereas she and Leo already knew each other at the beginning. And like she yeah, kind of saw a different side of him at camp, but it was just, you didn't get to see like their full development. Well, also like Finn has some sort of thing going on where like his parents, oh, his mom, yeah. his mom left. His mom has left. And so, like, and then Leo's got something going on, too. Like, he's adopted and he's trying to figure out Mm -hmm. his birth family and all. But they could have combined that together somehow. And then, like, and because so so Finn is, like, Finn has some things going on, but we don't know what they are. And then in the end, it's, like, my parents are, my mom left me. Um, So maybe Leo could be, like, I have some things going on. But who I knows what they are and then that yeah his mom left. yeah his mom left i don't know i'm just throwing ideas out there i do think part of the problem was that finn felt not unnecessary because there were times where like he helped abby realize things which i think that was the point of finn but it felt like there was this lovely character there because emma lord does a wonderful job with all her characters but we didn't get enough of him because he didn't feel like he was there enough that we got interested in him and we were a little bit invested in him, but he wasn't there enough to like have a full story. So you feel like, what? why are you here? Yeah. So if the answer is, Emma Lord, you're writing a Finn novel, then please, I'm happy to be wrong and I would gladly take a novel about Finn. Well, he felt like, it felt like his story wasn't really concluded is the problem. Like right. he added stuff to the story. He just didn't have a fully concluded arc. Because there's going to be a sequel, well, Finn. Exactly, yes, exactly. I mean, I'd love to see it. Me too. Yeah, I mean, I do wish, I definitely wish we had more Finn, especially because he was in some of the most, like, craziest scenes in the book. Like, there's (laughs) that one scene. I have to bring up this scene, because this is a scene that inspired my tweet about how messy they are where they're like in the ocean and she's like swimming. What, what does she do? She like swims with Finn. They like almost kiss or whatever. And then Leo sees, and it's like this whole thing. I was laughing that entire scene. I could not, I don't know why. I just found it so funny how like dramatic and extra they were being and just like purposefully like being messy. And um, yeah, I, I just had to bring that up because that was one of my favorite scenes with, with Finn specifically. Yeah. That was a good scene. Mm-hmm. I like the one where they're in the tree. Oh, yeah. That was mm. a good scene, too. Yeah. yeah, That was fun. And I like the um, one where they're playing the prank in, I think it was, like, Savvy's Bunk. They, yeah. like, did something to it. Yeah, I forget what they did. That was cute, too. Um, I think the other thing I did, so the thing I really did like about this was the whole idea about, obviously, they were being sisters and that whole mystery of, like, what is going on and, like, how did this happen in the parents and situation. And I liked how I, like, kind of had an inkling of like what was going on but I didn't fully I couldn't predict it until it was revealed so I thought that was a really good job on the plot twist about how like you know they gave her up to the parent to uh, Savvy's parents so I thought that was cool um yeah and I liked I liked that whole like dynamic between the families yeah Emma Lord really do be like hitting the family drama right on the park in her books (laughs) she does she makes everyone so like 
you think you don't like them and then you hear their story and you're like wait okay like that's that's interesting that's that's a whole other layer to this yeah because mm-hmm. um, I didn't I didn't see that coming either I was so surprised I couldn't figure out like what was going on there and then when she realized mm-hmm. like wait that makes so much sense like yeah one last comment I think about you have a match in general oh actually you know what it's kind of about tweak you too but I didn't think about it for Tweet Cute until I reread. But I enjoyed how You Have a Match was like absent of homophobia. Because um, Javi is, she's a lesbian, right? She likes girls. And her parents are like cool with it. Um, Abby is cool with it. Everyone's cool with it. And I was like, good, this is nice. And the same is true for Tweet Cute because Ethan, who is Jack's twin, is dating a guy. And everyone is cool with that too. Yeah, I like how it's just normalized to like whoever you like. Yeah, yeah, no one questions it. Does we have any last thoughts on you have a match and tweet cute? We are an Emma Lord stand podcast. Yeah, we are. So I yeah, we also all, we love. Okay. I think I decided. I was like, you know what? This is like one of my favorite books. Period about tweet tweet cute. cute. Yeah. yeah, me too. It Especially yeah, it definitely is in that top tier. Yeah, especially after reading it a second time, it really solidified mm-hmm. for it. I was like, you know what? This holds up. This is mm-hmm. this is a great book. Um, when a book is better the second time, I think that means something. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Yeah. This is, like Grace said, this is an Emma Lord Stan podcast. We love her. I can't wait for her next book, even though you have a match just came out. <laughs> but- <laughs> we got a while. <laughs> we got a while to go. But that's okay. Um, and uh, basically everyone should read tweet cute and you have a match and when you do tell us your thoughts and also yes. buy tweet cute at barnes and noble for five dollars this month speaking of thoughts we got a dm about did. you have a match we did <laughs> so this is from laura who is our friend also a co-host of a newest backwards and other podcasts you should listen to and she said she is so this is these are her thoughts about you have a match This is when she was halfway through. Um, She's been listening to the audiobook, and she says, this book has everything I love. Squad vibes, sibling dynamics, a friend to lovership that that always has each other's backs, but also will call each other out on their BS. A mystery with the secret sibling situation. As a house of Anubistan, I must love mysteries and secret sisters. Even a dog, a lab and everything. And Laura has a lab. Um, She also said, also calling it now, Mickey and Savvy are in love. She was right. And then later she said, (laughs) later she said, okay, I just finished. It made me so happy. Goodbye, Trump. Hello, a year of great books so far. (laughs) Um, Goodbye, Trump. Hello, President Emma Lord. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I think we need Um, to point out that we are, in fact, recording on the day of the inauguration. So we are very, very current. (laughs) Well, that's what she said. She said, those things are unrelated, but I finished my audiobook and now I'm listening to the inauguration. So I'm like, you know what? My ears are happy today. <laughs> the good vibes just don't stop. They don't. There you go. Also, um, so next week, we are doing a fun thing called Ship It or Rip It, which we also stole from Anubis Backwards. <laughs> um, so basically, what we are asking for you to do is send us fictional characters, and we are going to draw them from like a jar or something, and two at a time. And we will decide if we ship these two random characters or if we do not ship them. So they can be from any book. Um, anyone. We could end up with like Voldemort and um, 
Edmund Pulensi. Yeah, yeah. Voldemort and Edmund. That's a rip it for sure. But, you know, it could happen. It, we could end up with that. So you can send those fictional characters to us on our Twitter. Um, you can add us or you can DM us. And our Twitter is at the bookos. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at bookhosepod. And on our Instagram, by the way, we have stories, including an attempt at Grace making monster cake, which is a recipe featured in Tweet Cube. Yeah, yeah, definitely go check that out. We'll add it to the highlights so you can look at it there. Grace's monster cake <laughs> in honor of our episode on Tweet Cube. Yeah. And Grace, give us the review. How how'd it turn out? Well, you see, um, <laughs> here's the things that I've done today. Uh, the out, the edges... The edges are good. The inside is not baked. Um, so half of it is edible, and the ha- that half is pretty good. Um, the outer also, half. Also, in today while making that, um, I burnt my popcorn for my mom who was ill. <laughs> so I, I was like, "Here, mom, this is from your loving daughter. Burnt popcorn, burnt popcorn, and half baked cake." <laughs> And then I broke a plate. So that's oh un- no, that's unrelated to the monster cake. But if you follow directions better than I do, oh, but the point of this is, it's not Emma Lord's fault. It's mine. <laughs> I don't know how to do anything. That's why it's turned out this way. But yeah, I want Emma Lord to come over and bake me monster cake. Not Grace. She's not allowed to bake me monster sh- cake. But I, Emma I, Lord I'm is. <laughs> Thank you for taking one from the team and trying that recipe that I now need to try. You're welcome. Exactly. If you enjoy um, our monster caking, baking ways, and other such things, um, subscribe to the podcast and share the podcast with all of your friends. Leave a rating, write a review. Yes. Goodbye. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you have a great day. Bye. Bye.